When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have brought peace, freedom, justice, and security to my new empire. We would be honored if you would join us. Once Anakin got his first real taste of the dark side, when his mother was tortured and beaten by the Sand People, he took his first step into a much larger world. In Revenge of the Sith, Anakin turns to the dark side at the manipulation of Palpatine, the only father figure he ever had. Once his transformation into Darth Vader was complete, Anakin betrayed all the Jedi at the temple, then murdered the Separatists on Mustafar at his new master's commands. Only now would he have committed enough dark deeds to unlock his new powers in the dark side to save Padme. Throughout the sequel trilogy, we see Anakin always take over Obi-Wan's failed jobs and do them better while still being a Padawan. Obi-Wan was one of the least force-attuned Jedi at the temple. It was his perseverance to study that made him as good as he was, but as for natural talent, he had very little. Anakin, on the other hand, was the chosen one. He had more midichlorians than Master Yoda, and his powers exponentially increased with each year. How could he have lost to Obi-Wan? In this video, we will go over their fighting styles, personality traits, and dueling psychology to better understand exactly why Anakin could have lost. It's very easy to say because he was arrogant, or Obi-Wan had the high ground, but there's much more to it than that. Once Obi-Wan and Anakin began to duel, we were given one of the most cinematic and emotional duels in the prequel trilogy. Maybe even the entire saga, some might say. As the fight progresses, we can see Anakin is the aggressor, having attacked first and always pushing Obi-Wan backwards, continuously on the aggressive offense as he looks for any opening against his master. In the comics and legends, Anakin and Obi-Wan have fought one another in training thousands of times for practice. That's what made this duel even more difficult. They knew each other's moves better than anyone. Only this time, it was real. Kenobi studied Form 3. This is why he failed against Dooku so many times. Because Form 3 always works on the defense. It never presses forwards, rather waits until the opponent either tries or makes a mistake to launch their finishing strike. Having trained with Master Windu himself many times, he told Obi-Wan that he was the master of Sorsu, meaning no one could rival him in the art. This is why the Council sent him to defeat Grievous, because his art form was perfected and they knew this would be of use against the General's Four Limbs. Anakin was younger, stronger, used the dark side, and had an overpowered mechanical hand. He had studied Form 5 Dem So, which is characterized by power attacks and defense immediately followed by a counter-strike. He continuously pushed Obi-Wan back, and we can see this when he fought Dooku as well. His attacks were so powerful in conjunction with his dominant footwork that he always pressed his opponents backwards, and this can be seen through his mentality as well. Always looking to the next thing, continuously wanting more and pressing forwards with his thoughts, fears, and doubts, instead of collectively thinking for a minute. He was brash, and Obi-Wan knew this. This leads us to the cinematic scene just before we all know what happens. Anakin could have waited for the robot to move down the river, then ran at Obi-Wan from a somewhat parallel direction, but he was too arrogant for that. He wanted to kill his master to prove that his new powers were worth his betrayal. 
Anakin had heard the story of Darth Maul and the way Obi-Wan defeated him many times and he tried to mimic this in their duel. Whereas Obi-Wan was constantly trying to tell Anakin to stop and to listen to him how the Chancellor was evil. Now the worst thing that Obi-Wan could have done here was to tell an already enraged Anakin to not do something. Don't try it! Anakin wanted to show his might that he was now the master, the more powerful one that he could beat Obi-Wan even with the disadvantage of jumping over him from the low ground. And so, he did. The next bit that I'm going to read is from the novelization, and it covers more detail about Obi-Wan's finishing strike. Perched on a rise above the Lava River, Kenobi warned Vader not to attack, but the Sith Lord ignored him blinded by arrogance and rage. As Vader leapt at Kenobi, blade angled for the kill, he left himself open, allowing Kenobi to execute a vicious Muikai finishing move, dismembering Vader with one swift strike. Vader's left arm and both of his legs were severed. Dropping his lightsaber, Vader rolled to the brink of the Lava River. So, even though Anakin was more talented, physically stronger, and had more powers of the dark side, it was no match for his own arrogance and brash decisions. If the fight had never moved to the high ground, then I think Anakin would still have won, eventually, once Obi-Wan grew tired, just as Qui-Gon did against Maul. Now, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, what did you think of the duel in general? Did you like it? Do you think the high ground idea by the writers was kind of lame, or do you think that Anakin really couldn't have made that jump? I'd love to hear your answers below. Thanks so much for watching this video, I really appreciate your support, I hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you all in tomorrow's episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always. Peace, freedom, justice, and security to my new empire.